This is Inside Berkeley. I'm Kim Ashton. Emilia Moyen is the director of Berkeley's master's degree program in global entertainment and music business, a year-long program offered at Berkeley's campus in Valencia, Spain. Moyen has been the director since 2013. In that time, he's launched TEDx Berkeley Valencia, presented at some of the world's most influential music industry conferences, and shaped the graduate program into one that produces entrepreneurs who are able to develop new and innovative business models that will shape the future of the music industry. Emilian Moyen, welcome to Inside Berkeley. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you here. Um, one of the main program features, one that I talked about a little bit in the intro, is how it prepares students to be entrepreneurs. Why is being an entrepreneur so important for success in today's music industry? Mm. Uh, the industry has changed a lot, and that's, uh, that's something that everybody knows today. And uh, not only the format of consumption has changed, uh, not only uh, the way we discover music or listen to music has changed, but what, what is very important is the kind of profile that the industry needs has also changed a lot. Um, in, the, in the DNA of the music industry, the uh, executives have always been facing technological challenge, and not only with, uh, with the emergence of, uh, of MP3s and Napsters. Uh, and we can anticipate that in the future, these technological outbreaks will happen more and more frequently. That's why the industry needs people who have an entrepreneurial mindset in order to be able to identify new opportunities, but also be comfortable with a rapidly changing environment, uh, to adapt, to change the way they do business, and to, uh, to, to also be comfortable with the, uh, the new technology that will might completely restructure the industry in a few years from now. Um, also for students at Berkeley, uh, we know that students who graduate in 2017 will, on the average, have 13 different jobs. So that's why it's very important, even for someone who doesn't have any plan to create a startup, to have an entrepreneurial way of managing their career, to be uh, flexible, to be able to reevaluate constantly uh, New, 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 new alternatives, new opportunities for their career in the music industry or maybe somewhere else. Uh, I think one of the important characteristics we have in mind in the way uh, we structure the program and in the philosophy of, the, of, the, of, the, of our faculty and in the education is that we want our students to be competitive for today and tomorrow's future uh, music industry, but also to be uh, competitive in, in other areas. We might have some students who, who decide after a few years in their career to pivot and go somewhere else. So that's why it's very important for them to, to have uh, transferable skills that will give them options after they graduate. This entrepreneurial mindset, is this something students have or is this something that you can teach? And how do you, how do you teach it if you teach it? It's, a, it's not something that we give them i mean some some people i by are by nature more entrepreneurs than others some people are more likely to take risks than others uh but i think to some degree everybody has this kind of creativity in themselves what's interesting is that if you ask kids who, who is an artist everybody raise their hands if you take a group of people executive 50 years old executive and you ask them who are an artist and nobody will raise their hands I think we all have some kind of uh, talent in that area as creators, as innovators, as entrepreneurs. Uh, but we tend to forget about it. And we tend, because usually we try to avoid risk, trying to pretend that we have a brain that is wired in a different way that is not creative and is more rational and more scientific. So, so I, our students, for the most part, 
are very entrepreneurial, but they don't know about it because they are artists, because they are musicians, because they are passionate about the music industry. And the the role of this program, and especially in the class that I teach called, uh, called Creative Entrepreneurship, we we uh, put them in front of some methodologies, some activities that will help trigger and uh, and uh, and uh, and develop for them to to get that that entrepreneurial spirit back to to life, pretty much. So 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 that's why we've created this program to um, for the, for them to uh, to be to be more spontaneous, more creative, and not so much analytical. You've mentioned risk a couple of times, and I know that you've said that it's important in this program that students do projects that carry real risks. How do you accomplish this in an academic program, and why is this so important? <laughs> we, we, um, we, we, we ask the students to be ready to fail. And uh, I know it sounds a little bit cliche. You hear that everywhere, and, uh, <laughs> and there's probably a half a probably 50 TED Talks that talk about uh, be comfortable with failure. But I, th I believe this is a very important concept because uh, because the difference between people who succeed and people who don't, I, usually, I mean, they all have in common that they have failed at some point, but people who have a successful long-term career are people who are able to just learn from their failure and keep going versus people who just give up and are for life traumatized of, the, of their failure. So, so of course, when we mean failure, we don't mean it as on an academic term. It means we don't give a bunch of F to the students during the first semester for them to, to, to get a lesson. What we do uh, is we get them involved in projects. Uh, I think one of the main uh, characteristics of this program is students get an opportunity to get their hands dirty working on significant projects. You mentioned TEDx during the introduction. Uh, that's one of the main reasons I, I started organizing this event on campus because I have a group of students who are in charge of the marketing, of the sponsorship, of the artistic. Uh, and if they don't do the job, they're not going to receive a bad grade. They're just going to make us lose a bunch of money and they're just going to have a, a, a large venue uh, that is totally empty and I mean, this is a big problem when you when you are in the live industry or when you are in the entertainment industry. So, so, so we get them involved in project, and even though we supervise it, we also don't do everything for them to make to. And there's a potential that the projects they are working on will fail. So the students really appreciate uh, this connection to the reality, and I like to tell them the first day they arrive on campus that I don't consider them as students. I already look at them as colleagues, partners in the same industry. And I think it's really something they, uh, they understand from the first day and that they apply for the rest of their curriculum. We also have a record label on campus. We also have a live uh, event uh, organization platform for, uh, in which students organize, organize an electronic music festival a couple of years ago. Uh, and every year there's a different kind of artistic direction that they choose to take. Uh, this is fundamental because um, in the music industry it's a little bit like a nightclub you know you always have a gatekeeper at the front to tell you you know you can only get in if you can demonstrate you've already been in or you, you already had experience the problem for our students is that it's very intimidating uh, some of them don't have experience so we try to make sure that they will be uh, implicated in some project that they can sell few months later when they graduate. And, and I think the, s the scale of project that we're working on are very variable for them to, uh, for, the, for their experience. 
TEDx Berkeley, Valencia is a big project. You also mentioned the record label. Uh, what are some other annual symposiums or, or conferences that the campus hosts? Uh, we, we talked about how we try to, uh, to uh, increase the level of entrepreneurialism from our students. Uh, the truth is that this, a lot of them already come on campus with a big ideas and big projects they want to do. So for, for in the past, we've had a, a students coming up with a project uh, that just came out of from a conversation we've had based on the lack of uh, gender equity in the music industry. And she wanted to organize a, an event in which she would feature uh, uh, women who are leading the music industry in different markets. And she organized an amazing event we ran that project for two consecutive years, uh, but but uh, you know we 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 just can work and develop uh, at a professional level so many projects. So we are very uh, cautious by not repeating too many of them, and that's why the live platform, uh, the record label, and TEDx are the only few projects that we will that are kind of an institution now and that we repeat every year. But we also want to give some room and some resources available for students who are coming every year with new projects. And I want them to be able to say at the beginning of the year, I want to organize uh, a conference about hip-hop. I want to organize uh, a, a live event focusing on uh, world music from Asia or whatever they want to do. But I think it's also very important to give room for new things. The program has an impressive visiting lecture series. Can you tell me some of the people who've come to speak to students at the program? Yeah. Uh, before I before I drop some names, <laughs> uh, I, I I wanted to to just say that it, uh, the first main component of the philosophy of the program I mentioned it is to be practical and hands on, and what you just mentioned is a, is really a second uh, very strong aspect of the global entertainment and uh, music business program. Uh, in every industry, but especially in the music industry, the, your career is defined by the people you know. And it's, uh, again, it might be another cliche, but that's really the truth. So if we want this program to be the best place for our students to, to, to pursue their dream and, and, uh, and develop a successful career in the industry, they need to meet the right people. Uh, and that's why we have a very um, substantial uh, guest lecturing program we have every year more than 40 guests who are coming in Valencia. If you, if you compare that to the amount of students, this year we have 35. It means that we have more guests than students, which is huge because when you look at the level and caliber of the guests who are coming, they are very high up uh, executive and professional from the music industry. Uh, they usually come not only because they like to talk and meet our students, but also because they have an interest. They're trying to scout and look for the new talents that they will be able to hire in their company. And they, 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 they always look for people who are younger, smarter, and more aware of the emerging music trends and em emerging uh, way to consume music. So, so that's a very large channel where we've, we've had a lot of guests who come on campus and then end up hiring somebody for an internship or a job. Uh, also, before I, <laughs> I give some example, it's important because in most schools, when you have guests, you know, they show up five minutes before the lecture and they do, they do a two-hour lecture that might be very interesting and they have to go back as soon as it's uh, finished to their job or to their next meeting. Something that we do in Valencia is that we ask our guests to spend more time in Valencia. First of all, because it's a nice city and they usually don't argue with us. But, uh, but also because we think to, 
to build a strong tie between a guest and, and students, you need to spend time. And exchanging business card or connecting on LinkedIn is not enough to say, I know this guy and he's going to send me the elevator back to help me out when I need it. So usually they stay a few days. Sometimes a lot of guests are staying for a week residency, which gives the opportunity to do some mentorship sessions one-on-one -on -one with the students. We also take them for dinner. We sometimes go out at night because that's how you build a solid relationship. And, and if you get an opportunity not only to talk about the music industry, but just to talk about, okay, what, what sport do you like and what football team do you, do you, do you cheer for? Uh, what's your favorite band? And, oh, I, we've been to the same concert. I, that's how you really create a bond, not only having your academic uh, conversation in the classroom. So... Going back to your question, it was a long loop, but um, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna tell you like the, the highlight we've ever had. I'm just gonna tell you who we're gonna have in the next few weeks. Sure. Uh, we just had uh, Sam Artvinson, who's a commercial director of Universal Music in Sweden. Then we're gonna have Robert Kraft, uh, the former president of Fox Music. Uh, Benji Rogers, who's, who was a Berkeley alum, uh, founder of uh, Pledge Music. Uh, we have uh, the managers of two very small band artists, Radiohead and uh, Stevie Wonder, who are going to come on campus. So Keith Harris is the manager of, uh, of Stevie Wonder, and uh, Brian Message will be in December and represent uh, Radiohead. Uh, we have uh, Beyonce's publicist, who's going to come at the beginning of the spring. Uh, Rob Dickens, who signed uh, Prince, Madonna, and ZZ Top's first contract to uh, Warner Music. Uh, then we've also had, I mean, that's some big name, but we also have people who are starting the startups that you have never heard about, but that we believe are going to be the future and that, that are very important for the students because they are hiring right now. Uh, so we, we try to have a nice balance, have people from the record industry, people from the live, artist managers, publishers, but also entrepreneurs, tech, music technologists. Uh, for example, n next Friday, we have an artist manager from Madrid who come with one of the artists that she, uh, that she manages and who's starting to really make it big in Spain. And they're going to have a conversation about how they work together and how do they balance the business side and the artistic, artistic side of their job and collaboration. So, so I think this has a lot of value for the students. All those 40 plus uh, guests who are coming on campus and share with the experience with them. I mean, this is this this has no price. I mean, uh, no, the, that's an incredible roster. This is, this is a huge uh, advantage that they get whenever they they want to start their career. So one of the things you mentioned is that they like coming to Valencia. Um, and so what is one of the advantages of the program being located in Valencia in terms of both access to these people and opportunities in Europe? Mm -hmm. So Valencia is a very musical city, uh, not only because it had the uh, intersection between uh, European music and, f and and Latin music and flamenco and also Middle East and Arabic music. But it's also a, a city that has a lot of musicians. It has the highest concentration of musicians per square meter in Europe. And so for our students who are in the music business side, because that's what we're talking about today, uh, it gives them a lot of opportunity to get experience by working with local musicians, managing some of them. Uh, as we speak right now, we have a group of students who are in the artist management class who are managing local artists from Spain who are about to perform at a festival in November. And they are all helping them 
uh, taking care of their marketing, promotion, and preparation for that festival. So this is, uh, again, very hands-on, very close to the reality. It's not just a case study that you do in class and read about somebody managing an artist. They are doing it themselves. So the, the, the first advantage is really uh, because there's a lot of music. Uh, the, the second is, is that we are uh, the campus is located in the City of Art and Science, which is one of the mo most amazing uh, uh, architectural uh, environments you can imagine. Uh, we have right in front of campus several ho opera houses, uh, uh, one of the largest aquariums in Europe, an IMAX theater, a beautiful park. And this is not only stimulating for students' creativity, but it's also a huge playground for them to imagine live events, concerts, uh, conferences that they are organizing in those beautiful, uh, this beautiful setting uh, every year. So, so I mean, if I could, I don't think I would want to go anywhere else for to prepare the future of this industry. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just a really inspirational environment. Uh, what would you say to students who are concerned that studying in Valencia might not help them enter the American market? Some, something that I, 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 I repeat a lot to students and something I, I believe very, uh, very passionately in is uh, today, regardless of the industry and the music industry especially, are looking for people who have a global perspective of the world. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to uh, work in the U.S., uh, if you want to say, let's let's say you want to work in Boston, for example, being from Boston and studying in Boston doesn't make you the best possible industry executive to work in Boston. Uh, but somebody who was able to say, when I was a student, when I was younger, I took the risk and I had the courage to go and leave my country to go and explore different environment and study in a different culture and, and learn about not only the music industry in the US, but understanding what's happening on the global markets is huge. And I think this is, uh, this is something that, that is clearly a, one of the main competitive advantage for people to, uh, who apply to, for a job today. So, so I think investing your, your time, investing your energy into becoming uh, an international person is the best way you can invest, invest your time. I forgot to mention that we have a dedicated workshop to countries and we, and we have speakers who come and talk, who are specialists about their market and come and explain to the students how the Swedish music industry functions, for example. Uh, last year, we've had uh, workshops about Japan, specifically about the US, of course, because we have uh, some European students, about uh, Latin markets, Latin American markets. Um, we, we've also had a seminar uh, focusing on uh, on uh, African markets and specifically Nigeria, which is right now a, a market that's completely booming and uh, and is very surprising. All students need to know that because the way we consume music in the U.S. or in Europe is not a is not the truth everywhere. You know, I mean, uh, Japanese still consume a lot of disc and physical product, um, and uh, and uh, somebody who can understand those differences and somebody who has connections with people in these different countries has an extreme value today for music companies. You were talking a little bit about perspective and how studying abroad gives you more perspective. How does studying music business in a music school give you a different perspective on the music industry rather than studying music business in a a, a business college? Yeah. Uh, that's a question I get, I get a lot, and it's a it's a very easy one to answer. It's you cannot work in the music industry if you don't understand how musician works. That's that's very easy. In, in two thousand seven, uh, EMI Music 
when they were facing the hard part of the crisis, of the city crisis, and they were losing money on record sales. They had the, they tried some things. They brought a lot of biz, great business people, MBA type of profile executive to, to kind of change and turn around the company. Uh, we know the result that it had because it was great people to build a, a budget to, uh, to make financial projection, but they had no idea how to handle artists in the studio. They had no idea how to, uh, to, to, to manage a creative process. And you cannot work in the music industry if, you know, if you've never tamed an animal called the artist. You need at some point to understand how their brain is working. The most successful people in the music industry are people who have both sides of the brain that are well connected, the rational one and the creative one. And to develop that, you need to be in a creative environment. Well, Amelia Moyen, thank you so much for joining us at Inside Berkeley. Thank you very much for having me. This episode was engineered by student Diami Wilson in partnership with The Burn. I'm Kim Ashton for Inside Berkeley. Inside Berkeley.